in what's being called a first-of-its-kind strategy, three First Nations on whose territory Vancouver was built have come together with city officials to create a path for implementing the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People, or UNDRIP. The UNDRIP Task Force's strategy uh, aims to make shared decision-making standard practice in the uh, city's work. Now, the Joint Task Force, uh, with representatives from three nations alongside Vancouver City officials and staff, produced a strategy that contains 79 calls to action aimed at implementing the UN Declaration. The report uh, has been passed by council uh, councils of the three nations, and it will be considered by city, offic- city Council on October 25th with a recommendation that it be endorsed. Uh, our next uh, guest, uh, Hale Salem, is co-chair of the UNDRIP Task Force. Uh, Hale Salem is an elected Indigenous leader as chair of the Squamish Nation Council. His nation is known for its work on the large-scale development in the city of Vancouver, including the Sinoc lands in Kitsilano, as well as the Jericho and Heather Street lands. He also serves on several intergovernmental committees with First Nations municipal governments in his elected role. His work over the past five years since he was first elected has focused on market and non-market housing development, urban planning, transportation issues, and government-to-government relations. He is a frequent commentator on local political issues, and he was on our Civic Affairs panel uh, this past weekend and in the past six weeks here on this radio station as well. Hal Salem, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So how important was this announcement today? I think it's important because... There was a time period where I think a lot of these topics, uh, we weren't ready to have the conversation and and things have moved in such a way that we're now in a new sort of era. But more importantly than that, I think it's because of a a successive amount of traction and momentum that's been built by the nations working with the city. So we're succeeding from working together. And I think that success is breeding more success uh, that creates benefit for not just the nations, but also the whole region and the city of Vancouver itself. Now, the strategy, as I, I said in the introduction, was um, to make shared decision-making standard practice. Um, in practical terms, how would that work uh, in, in regards to the running of your community, the running of the city of Vancouver? How would that work? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really, it's an, it is a new era area of work in some ways, especially for a municipal government, but it's also something that's already happening. So, for example... Um, one of the big, you know, municipal powers that cities have and municipalities have is around land use and developing policy around how, like, for example, a an, an, uh, neighborhood plan or an area plan. Um, there's been some famous ones in Vancouver, obviously, like the Broadway plan that was recently approved, the Vancouver plan. So those are examples where the municipality, it's their responsibility to come up with a plan for what that community is going to look like or the area is going to look like. But right now, the city of Vancouver has been working with the three nations on policy statements for two very large-scale developments that the nation owns, the Jericho lands and the Heather lands, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And we're working together. And so a lot of that involves engagement with both communities, you know, the Indigenous and non-Indigenous communities. It means technical staff representing both governments being involved in the decision-making and the scoping. And then it also means that at the end of that process, you know, all the government leaders are signing on to it together. I think that that's like an example of something that's already happening. And what the strategy, the UNDRIP strategy that was released today says is let's take that best practice and let's implement it across the board mm-hmm. um, and let's um, enshrine it as an ongoing practice um, a, a, as a basis for that sort of government-to-government relationship. Your community is fought for so long uh, for your rights, access to your lands. Um, why would you want to give it up? And, and these are my words, not anybody else's. <laughs> Do you worry a little bit about your decision-making process having to be, you know, having to compromise 
in that very UNDREP process, if you want to build, let's say, 10 buildings, and the city of Vancouver says we prefer you build eight, does that mean you would have to follow their recommendation or so their, their request, or is it a case of just talking further and trying to hash things out? I think that um, there are times where the nation has exclusive control, and the Sanok development is an example of that. And there are times where the nations have opted into a joint decision-making process. Um, at the end of the day, there's also sort of, you know, one of the big articles in UNDRIP is this concept of free prior and informed consent. And that sometimes is mischaracterized as a veto um, and, and, and it used as a way to potentially scare uh, people away from this concept of supporting Indigenous rights. But at the end of the day, what it is, it means that the First Nations have jurisdiction, that, that we have, um, you know, at the underlying that the land belongs to us, but we, we're here to share it. And so we have interests, but also value to add to the process. And so... Uh, you know, a free prior informed consent process just means that we as a government are involved early on. We're able to shape the outcome. The outcome isn't predetermined. Um, and that whatever outcome is created is created sort of jointly um, with our involvement. So I think what we found is that the city officials, and both politically and, and administratively, actually really want to work with us. You know, if we were to ask for higher density, they want to figure out ways like, okay, how do we make this work? Is that, you know, the best practice to follow in the situation? But also, is there ways that we can bring more value to the project? And so I, I would say that the, 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 the practice isn't just based off of some sort of uh, bylaw or policy, but it's also, I think, the spirit and intent of the relationship and the fact that you have a government um, like the City Hall that wants to meaningfully work with the nation in good faith. And there's a lot of really, really good faith work happening. Is, is is any other jurisdiction doing the kind of work we're doing here uh, in British Columbia and City of Vancouver specifically that you can think of around the world that is a model f- for for us? Um, well, what's interesting is um, the Vancouver's UNDRIP strategy that was released today. Um, you know, we shared it with a number of external reviewers, academics and experts and legal advisors who work in, in some of the field, both at a federal and provincial level, around Indigenous rights. And what they noticed was, although the provincial government and the federal government have legislation around UNDRIP, that the city of Vancouver strategy is actually goes even further on some areas than the provincial or federal uh, plans do currently. So it's actually even more, more sort of forward-looking and, and more tangible uh, in some ways. But there are places around the world, you know, um, New Zealand, otherwise known as Aotearoa, um, has a sizable Indigenous population. They have a historical uh, relationship with the Crown, similar to First Nations here in Canada. And they've done a lot of really amazing work um, at building co-leadership or co-decision-making processes, um, incorporated, you know, their Indigenous knowledge and values and culture into the fabric of their society because they say, like, this is actually going to add value to us. And I, I really, truly believe that, you know, when we think about the value that Indigenous societies can bring to Canada, that Canada is going to be a far more interesting place that if Indigenous rights are upheld. It is a place that everybody can celebrate and be proud of, but also that Indigenous people have a lot to offer and bring. And so I think that's, that's the message. And that's also demonstrated through all the success we've created so far. Uh, I'm curious, and we often talk about with the... Um 
non-First uh, Nations community feels and thinks about UNDRIP. Uh, how is this all playing out in your community, whether it be Squamish, uh, your community specifically, but there's also Musqueam and Tsleil-Waututh as the three nations. But what are you hearing from First Nations people about UNDRIP? And, and uh, I mean, do they have some skepticism or hesitancy in, in this process as, as well? Well, there, it's a really good question because the reality is, you know, for my community, for example, the average uh, household income for uh, a Squamish family is is roughly around twenty seven to forty four thousand dollars less than the, the the median average in the in the Metro Vancouver area. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a sizable population that are are um, working poor, maybe not one hundred percent below the poverty line, but still really close to it, especially with the rising costs. And so th- there is a reality still today in this community that we do struggle with a number of these socioeconomic conditions. Things have changed and improved in many ways. But, you know, I think for our families and our, our community members, you know, their struggle on a day-to-day is often the cost of living, high, high rents, the inability to afford a home, um, to live close to their family and their community uh, where they grew up. And these are issues that, you know, spread across uh, all different sort of backgrounds and ethnicities. Um, and so, these are problems that we face. It might be a little bit more stark within our community, but they are the issues that are at the top of mind for a lot of our people. And so I do think that um, these are sort of the material challenges that they're facing. And now we're trying to come up with solutions to address those things. And I do think that there are aspects of things like UNDRIP, which is a framework to be able to start providing um, not just like handouts or, or, or you know programs that are going to create dependency, but actually really lifting people up out of poverty, giving them an opportunity for all kinds of things, whether it's education or careers um, or wealth generation uh, for themselves and their families. And there's a lot there that I think we're now going to embark on, um, which I think is really exciting. But it also, I think, touches on the fact that we're facing very similar issues that the whole region's facing. So the solutions that we create for our own people are also solutions that can be shared, I think, with the region and other uh, Vancouverites or folks that are wanting to live in Vancouver as well. Mm-hmm. And and uh, just to confirm here, uh, as I was saying in the introduction, the report has been passed by councils of the three nations. And confirm p- for me, it will be before City Council on October 25th? Yes. Wonderful. And then moving forward, uh, it, that is done and, and it's a brand new relationship, a brand new day. It is. And, and I think what's also really um, important to acknowledge is you know, it is going to be the sort of current Vancouver City Council that will be voting on this. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be one of the last decisions of some of the council members who weren't reelected. Um, but there's also an incoming council that is coming in. And, you know, I'm heartened by the fact that the uh, new mayor, Ken Sim, um, historic win for, for himself as a Chinese-Canadian in Vancouver, first uh, Chinese-Canadian mayor, but also the ABC uh, party that will now govern City Council is that one of their top commitments that they ran on in the recent election was support for the UN Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People and implementing both it and the TRC's calls to action. So this is a this is a bipartisan initiative, which I think everybody in Vancouver should be proud of. That the leadership across multiple parties have put politics aside and have come to work on something at a human level and are going to achieve so much success that's going to benefit all of our communities. And I think that that's something everybody should be proud of. Yeah, it's definitely a historic day, Cal Salem. Thank you so much for your time, my friend. Thank you.